Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry, feathered, or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. What a way to start. Hello and welcome, listeners, to episode 75 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, where too much talking in pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Andert, and I'm joined as, uh, well, the, this week, actually, in his, uh, in his uh, active wear, Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you going? Good, mate. Good, mate. Yep. Uh, active wear today. I've just, uh, just been in the supermarket. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Down there, uh, you're not wearing your puffy jacket, though. It seems to be, it's supposed to be, uh, isn't the do rigueur of, uh, you know, uh, of, of school pickup parents that you wear the active gear but with a puffy jacket oh the really like a long one that covers uh, the, down the, to the knees yes yeah, yeah a, right a, a, or actually i think it's like a the seven eighths length like so the under Ooh. knee down towards ankle puffy seven eighths what's the one eighth just the ankle the, 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 one, the, one, the, one, the one eighth the one eighth's the shoulder oh, Sh- if you're no. wearing a one eighth jacket that's just where you blow up one of those big long sausage dog balloons you get it off a clown and you just put it hanging around your shoulders <laughs> <laughs> is it well, the one eighth your head and it goes down to your, down to your feet, just drags on the ground. You don't wear your jacket over your head. You're not walking around like a... Was well, that the one-eighth uncovered? Oh, yeah, the one-eighth uncovered is your ankles. Oh, that's what I was wondering, the yeah. seven-eighths. Yeah, so it's down to the ankle. Oh, okay. So, but then the, the silly thing is, is you and all your other active-wearing mums that, that wear them, is where you then, you've only got your, your little low-cut socks, you know, and so, and nothing covering your ankle. Yes. Much like what you've got yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, so, I've got so, a gun. So, I've got my ankle. Oh, actually, no, our socks are the same. No, they are no. about the same oh, length. Oh, yeah. An- little anklets, yeah, or just above the ankles. I got to wear mine above the ankles, otherwise, when I run, it falls down around my heels. Oh yeah, that's it's no good. Yeah, it's annoying, Lewis. Yeah. It's annoying. Yeah. So yeah. no, you're right, mate. Active wear had, had a yeah, busy day at the shops this morning. Yeah, Fantastic, wear, as you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So go, go uh, and get yourself a latte as well yeah. when you're down there. At yeah, the flat white, flat white, flat white. Nice. Yeah, yeah, Excellent. Yeah, 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 good. yeah. Of course, yeah. Uh, Did you have a do you have a keep cup or you just get the uh, yeah definite keep cup keep cup keep cup guy yep yeah. yep um the um yeah, um decaf soy uh, organic free uh, macchiato Goat's milk yeah macchiato nice. with pumpkin shavings just my standard standard cup milk coffee fantastic yeah, yeah good yeah yeah just, just for eight dollars fifty yeah that's cheap that's mate cheap. where's eight dollars yeah, fifty for that yeah. one <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> oh. um so what else you been up to at the moment mate? oh look oh no had a oh, reasonably not too busy week I suppose which has been pretty good but one thing I wanted to bring up, a bit of housekeeping. Yeah. We talked about our 100th episode coming up. Yes. We've got a little bit of a prize that we're going oh, to really? line up, haven't we? Oh, we've talked about this. Don't surprise. Oh, you've forgotten? I've forgotten. Oh, okay, right. We talked. <laughs> we have got a prize I'll perhaps talk about later. Yes. But we'll have we'll have some tickets for something to give away. Oh, yes. For our 100th episode. Isn't that... A, did we talk about our 100th? I, I knew... We talked about that, that when the 100th is going to be, but I didn't realise that that, um, that that was going to be well, at the time of the 100th episode. Yeah, so Valentine's Day is our 100th episode. Yes. And then the, the Saturday after that is uh, maybe we'll have some tickets for a special function for some of our dedicated listeners, for our yes. loyal listeners. Wow. So... what? So now, now I'm on board. Do I get a ticket? Oh. <laughs> uh, hang on a sec. <laughs> Yeah, tickets maybe, all around. Maybe well, not. I think they've asked us to MC, haven't they? Oh, they have asked us to MC, yes. Potentially. So. Yeah, we've written one joke for it. Yeah, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> we won't say that one. Yeah. How's your week been? Um, yeah, well, yeah, so uh, we're, we're heading away on holidays. So going to Fiji. Um, 
but we've got this. So I've had the week off and I've had this, you know, nice relaxing week away from work where I just have not stopped doing other stuff. Yeah. And so leading up to today, um, we've had the uh, cords just fall off the table. It doesn't mic seem drop. to be one. Yeah, mic, <laughs> mic drop. The mic cord drop. That's yeah. right. It's not one that's attached. Um, so we've had. Um, Ruben's parties tomorrow, so he turns six tomorrow. Oh, um, happy birthday, big guy! Yeah, yeah um, when this is dropped, it's well and truly gone. It will be. Yeah, happy yeah. birthday, mate! For a couple weeks. A- ago. Happy birthday in two weeks. Um, yeah. But we've had um, a uh, so we got his party tomorrow, and so we've got the the party bags. So with the party bags, that sorry, are, I'm just watching Olive go up the stairs. She's limping up the stairs. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> Man, she looks like she's a bit lame. I better check that out. Anyway. She, she wasn't lame when you kicked her off the chair before. Oh, I didn't kick off the chair. <laughs> treats. Just, all just, treats. All treats. That's right. Yeah, you had nothing to do with the angle of uh, angle of separation. I of just lifted the chair. the chair and she yeah. dropped off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's right. I've got it on video, so we'll let the listeners yeah, decide. Yeah, yeah, put it on Instagram. <laughs> Um, so the uh, sorry, back to Ruben's party. So Ruben's party, we had the party bags. Oh, I've dropped. I've, that's I've, all right. We're all good. I'm just trying to get levels right. Um, so yeah, uh, Ruben's party bag. So in the days of uh, of allergies and things like that, you've got to be careful oh, yes. with what you give. So we've got had fun size Mars bars, Milky Ways, um, a couple of bags of Freddos to put in the kids' uh, lolly bags for, for at his party Whoa, tomorrow. Oh, mate, are you sure they're not natural? They're not organic? Oh, What's going on? They're definitely not natural organic. Down where we are, mate, we don't deal with natural or organic. We what about what about a slice of that, some dried apple or something, mate? That's uh, Yeah, come on. Yeah, mate, you don't make friends with apples, you know. <laughs> The, the, the kids at the party, they'll come and want their presents I, back. I, I, well, I'll tell you what, mate. I'm hijacking a little chatty, but I, I reckon there's nothing worse than when, when one of the daughters goes to a party and they get the party bag that is full of apples, uh, you know, a muesli bar perhaps, like nice. an organic muesli bar. Awesome. Ma- maybe a little thing of some dried fruits or something like Yeah, like a trail is, mix. And, and as a dad, just straight into it, going, yeah. where's, where's the good stuff, you know? Where Where is the fun-size Mars bar that I yeah. want to eat, you know? Well, I'll tell you exactly where the fun-size Mars <laughs> bar ended up. Right, okay. So um, so last night, um, we get home from from swimming and um, I'm, I'm out trying to get dinner started and all of a sudden I hear Christina go, oh, no. Oh no! And I've gone into the lounge room, and here's the opened-up packet of the fun-size Milky Ways. Not a single one left. Oh. All gone. Oh. One wrapper on the floor, and there was the full thirteen in there. Wow! Like, oh, you are kidding me! Now, and then we- did you did you at that point was there a culprit, or were you thinking children? Oh, no. Or were you thinking there's another culprit? Oh, it's definitely the culprit because they were all centered around Rosie's bed. <laughs> So then we also found a um, the stick of a chupa chup, right? Oh, oh. because because uh, we're going away on um, going on the plane. Christina yep. bought chupa chups to give to the kids so they can suck pop on the, the eardrums. Yeah. So well, hang on. So the stick of the the chupa chup. How long are you out, mate? I mean, she's she's been sucking that for what? Uh, they last about thirty minutes or I, so. I, I think she chewed it rather than sucked on it, Lewis. I don't <laughs> think she. I don't think she enjoyed the sugary rush. Um, what flavour? Uh, I think that was a lemonade one. So Camille oh, was quite that, disappointed. That, that was her one. Oh, really? Yes, yeah, yeah, lemonade. Yeah. Not a fan. Um, Do you have a favourite? Uh, no, just anything. Strawberries any, and any cream. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Strawberries and cream's your one? Yeah, chumpa chump, definitely. Nice. Yeah, definitely. When, when Deb and I first started dating, yeah. we go to the cinema and we get one strawberry and cream chumpa chump each. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I thought you were going to say one between you. I'm going to say, oh, so you're oh. big on the... That's yeah, a bit forward. On the, on the tra- trans- transference of saliva. First, first date and we're sharing the chubba chub. I don't right, think so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. Just, just the one jumbo size Coke, no ice, <laughs> one straw. Yeah. 
The box of popcorn, false bottom on there. Whoa, uh, oh, where's on, this on. going? Where's this going? Back to back your to story. Rosie, back yes. to Rosie. Um, and so then we found the um, the the box or the, the bag of fun-sized Mars bars that she chewed pretty well all of those up and oh. they were just in this big congealed chocolatey mess down the bottom. I was going, oh, freaking hell. It's, it's six o'clock on a Thursday night. We've just got back from swimming. She's not showing any signs of chocolate toxicity yet. What vets uh, are open on, you know, six o'clock on a Thursday night, mate? When, when, when this vet's on holidays. <laughs> That's right. You know, Definitely not this one. Going, oh, man. Oh. So luckily I had some stuff at home. Like I, I got my little emergency pack at home. So I gave her some stuff to try and make her vomit. She didn't quite bring up enough the first time, but she, but in what she brought up the first time, she brought up a, a whole still um, in in package Mars bar. Wow. And I thought, well, if there's any more of those in there, that's going to be a foreign body. That's not ideal. So I had to give her some more of the vomiting stuff. Aren't you pleased and, you didn't buy the king-size Mars bars now? Wow. Yeah, you know, the, the double or triple yeah. packs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and the, or, the, or the big polywaffle bars. Yeah, you know, yeah. Big, yeah. Big, yeah big, the king-size you know, Mars bar, like, as long like as your pickle. forearm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So then, given her the other stuff, and then she has vomited up just this massive, massive, massive amount of chocolate, oh. bought up all the wrappers and all that sort of stuff. I'm going, well, that's good. You know, look, we've got, I'm pretty sure we've got all of it up. But then I've gone, oh, now, but I don't have any charcoal, you know, so I was going to give her some activated charcoal yep. to help to try and absorb up anything else that's left in there. So I sent out a quick emergency call out to, uh, out to uh, Dr. Willow's clinic, you know, out in Cheltenham, friend, friend of the show. Yep. So quickly rang up. He wasn't in. So I said to his nurses, oh, you guys don't have any activated charcoal I can quickly sneak up and grab. They said, oh, yeah, yeah, we do. Okay, right. I'll be there in five minutes. So quickly drove up to Willow's <laughs> clinic. And because, so we got dinner just about ready. Christina wanted to go to yoga at, um, at 6.30. So I've hauled bum up to, up to Willow's clinic, got the activated charcoal, managed to just cover my hands in it, but I did it outside so the charcoal didn't go all it, over his clinic. Isn't it amazing how far that charcoal goes? Go everywhere. It's just everywhere. Drive, drive home again. Then Christine's gone, oh, yeah, and I probably don't have time to get to yoga. Okay, oh. oh, after all that. Okay, yeah, right. Radio, no okay. problems. So I'm feeding up Rosie some um, the charcoal and added some water and gave us some um, gave us some fiber, hoping that well if there is any wrappers in there, well then it'll hopefully help to try and sort of push it out, or at least this morning if nothing's coming out, I know on the day that she's supposed to be going to kennels, I might be going and doing an X lap on my dog uh, on on my holidays. But um, no, I was very happy this morning. Lewis woke up and there's some uh, nice jet black uh, you know poo around the uh, around in the backyard. So the charcoal's moving through. And like I always say to people, gastrointestinal tracks just a uh, just a tube. If it's if something's going at one end, it's coming out the other. There's no blockage. So she's gone off to the kennels, and I'm just hoping I don't get a phone call in the next two days while I'm in Fiji saying, oh, she's not eating and she's vomiting now. What do you want us to do? Oh, wow. Who's their go-to vet? Do you know, do you know them or oh, not? Hopefully they just chuck her back in the van and bring her back to Waverly. So. Yeah, you'd hope so. Yeah, 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 because uh, there's not going to be all that much uh, contact. I mean, we've still got we've got two days that we're still in the country while she's over there, so, right. so hopefully we'll be right. So. Oh, mate. Always yeah. happens when you go away. It's a bit like owners always say, oh, I'm about to go away next week. You know, yeah. it seems like that doesn't it? worst do- worst dog owner ever leaving all this chocolate down but it was really lucky because because it was just the the milky bar so it just had the thin chocolate layer on the outside oh so it's milky bar i thought it was the mars bars 
No, sorry, not not Milky Bar, Milky Ways, Milky Ways. Oh, Milky but Ways. she she did eat a cup, so it's just like the nougat bit with the, oh, with a really thin yeah. layer of milk chocolate. Yeah, not on the, the Milky Bar, not not the Milky Bar, not the not white the chocolate. White chocolate. Ones. Oh, okay. No, no, no. So it was the, the Milky the Ways, nougat, yeah. Milky Way with a little bit of chocolate <laughs> yep. on there. And yeah, the Mars bars have got more chocolate, but it's lucky she left all the Freddos, where the Freddos is nothing but the chocolate. So yeah. she left the two full packets of Freddos there. So what was she thinking? What was she thinking? Yeah. Was, I don't know. And then we had to try and work out. Oh, hang on. So there were six Chupa Chups in there. We've got four Chupa Chups still in the bag. We've only found one stick. Going, oh, great. She got a plastic stick. So that's like a little lollipop for our you know, Venezuelan listeners. Yes. Um, and I thought, she's, if, if she's gone and eaten this plastic stick, but then I managed to find the other chopper chop hidden in her bed. So, oh, lucky. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Worst wait. dog owner ever. Wow. Well, well, you mentioned something, mate, there. Just off, off, off question. You got a little first aid kit at home for, yes. the, for the pets. What do you got in there? Yeah, probably stuff that a vet would have at home and not necessarily what a general a general owner <laughs> would. Come on, mate, come on, mate. Let's just go. So you've got something to make them vomit? So what I, else you got? So I've got something to make them yes, vomit. Yes, of course. Um, I've got some um, some bandaging stuff. Yeah, I've yes. got some antiseptic. Yes. Um, I've got... Uh, well, chlorhexidine, is it? Something yeah, yeah, like that? Yeah, you've got yeah, some chlorhexidine. Yeah, so you can go and get that. Yeah, yep. Um, uh, I... I if I need saline, I generally just make it up or, or get it from the chemist. What's your, what's your saline uh, ratio? What do you yeah, normally that's do? That's a good question. So I do it um, a teaspoon of salt into 500 mils of water. Right. So I do half a teaspoon to a cup of water. So that's about the same. It's the same. Yeah, same. cup, cup of water is 250. Yeah, yeah perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah, good, good. Um, because I think it's, you know, if, if, cause if um, uh, isotonic saline's 0.9%, I sort of figure that, you know, that'd be like a like a two teaspoons in a, if because if one teaspoon's, Five mils, yeah, you know, sort of equating, and it's it's all off the back of an envelope, you know. <laughs> sounds good, mate. Sounds good. As long as it's saying the same yeah. things and agrees. <laughs> yep. So, bit of saline, you make up. What else? Um, so I got some bandaging stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, and that's it. That's it. Sounds good. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Yeah. I don't have. Yeah, I don't have antibiotics at home, or I don't have you know, you know, I of don't, course I don't not. Have, don't have any any pain relief at home. I don't have anything like that. No, at all. of course no. not. No, no, no. I go, I go, I go straight to work, and I only use that on a, uh, on a, on an as required, you know, prescribed basis. Fantastic. Let's move along. Let's move right Let's along. Move along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, we had a couple of baby lorikeets in work this week. Oh, did you? Cool. Just. Can't, uh, I might put a post on, on, I've got a little video, they're uh, without, sort of just starting to get a bit of their fur. Yes. Yeah. So cute. Really, right, really yeah. cute. Just And uh, and they weren't making a single noise when they first, someone first brought them in, they obviously fallen out of the nest. Yeah. And then Claire, one of the nurses, started feeding them and geez, they would not stop squawking after really? that. Well, just what do you so noisy. baby lorikeet? Uh, uh, sugar syrup. They're, they're sugar, a uh, uh, um, nectar, nectar eater. So nectar. a little bit of, little bit of a sugar syrup she was making up. I think there's a lorry mix. Oh, is it? They right. get, you just make, uh, into syringe and, oh, we get lots of lorikeets around the area. Lots oh, of Port Melbourne. Oh, yeah. You got lots of, um, lots of those big, um, uh, the, the big trees that have got little seed pods P- and stuff. Palm trees. Palm trees. <laughs> palm yeah, trees. The lorries like the palm trees. You'll be seeing they? those next week, mate. Fiji. Oh, palm know. trees. Bula. Yeah. Oh, you speak. Bula. They're, <laughs> you I'm there already, mate. I'm there speak. already. Yeah. <laughs> you speak. Um, oh. now, now, there's one other thing that I wanted to... Um, Bring up. I'm just trying to find. Yeah, this is. I mean, this kind of works in with uh, with chitty chitty chat chat as well because this is a um, you know, from the uh, our, our school. Oh, if I can. Oh no, I'm not. All right. Oh, well, I'll, I'll move on. We'll oh, talk about bring it on then. Yeah. So, well, Zilkeen, big thank you to our sponsors. Yes, Zilkeen. Well, Zilkeen on board. I'm going to be meeting up with uh, Anthe up in up in uh, the conference. I'm going to do a couple of weeks. Junket. Actually, about when we. No. TVTP t- junket. No, not at all. Actually, it's probably now. So when this drops, I'll be there. Yes. I'll be there in June. It. Yeah. So meeting up with Anthea. So big thank you to Zilkeen. Yes. A mild anxiety supplement uh, for cats and dogs. Yep. For any sort of anxiety.
anxiety issues, maybe, um, you know, maybe going to the kennels. Rose is going to the, the kennels. kennels. Yes. Dose up on a bit of Zilkeen, mate. What would, would have done had I not been making a, <laughs> trying to vomit all the chocolate up? Because I don't think the Zilkeen would have lasted all that long. I wonder how the Zilkeen would go, given that it's a milk-based protein, how it goes mixing up with all the chocolate. Well, milk Just and chocolate. Just like a chocolate milkshake, yeah. only vomiting. <laughs> like, yes. Would have been lovely. Surely you got Zilkeen in your first aid kit, mate, emergency kit. Well, well, well you're right. We yeah. do have Zilkeen yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Use it for the dogs and the cats, yeah. you know, so for if um, Rosie's looking particularly stressed out, I just put a little bit of that on her uh, on her food. Yeah, you know, a little little bit for the cats too if they start getting a bit stressed out. Yeah, they gone to the cattery. Uh, they will be, yes. They will be. Yeah, they're going to be heading in um, in a couple of days, though. Excellent. Uh, yeah, Rosie's have to go in a couple of days early, but the kitty cats will go in. Just just, just to just clean herself out. Just like a bit of a detox a couple of days early, is that that's right? That's right, yeah, yeah. She, yeah. Goes, she goes to the day spa when, <laughs> when she's there, you know. Um, a bit of a bit of a you know, uh, spritz water colonic. Yeah, much like what you told me they used to, uh, yeah, you used to give all the dogs when you're out at Turak. You know, right. the, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. The, the champ- yeah, champagne. Champagne colonic. Champagne, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> wasn't that what you had this morning, mate? You had a massage and a something, wasn't it? What you oh, had? I, I had a Remedial massage. There was no. Uh, there, there was what, no what's the inverted commas you're doing there? What does that mean? Uh, it ran remedial. What does that was, mean? Oh, it was because I failed it. So I failed it the first time. You so didn't remedial. Oh, you I, had to do it again. Had to do it again. Yes, <laughs> like a yeah. supplementary a su- massage. A supplementary <laughs> massage. Yeah. I only got forty-seven percent, and so I got to I got to reset the remedial <laughs> massage, and nice. I managed to managed to get that P afterwards. So you know, P's for degrees. That's all we're after. The P. Oh, P for pass. Sorry, I P thought you'd go to the toilet. No. Afterwards. <laughs> Excellent, and also big thank you to our Patreon supporters. Yes. We love you guys. You you're the one that keeps keeps us doing it. Absolutely, keeps yeah. us on track. Keeps uh, keeps a little bit of money for hosting and all that sort of stuff. Absolutely, yeah. Keeps the website up and uh, and keeps us buying uh, microphones and lapel mics for when we interview you know cat vets that um, you know like to you know chat chat <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> Uh, in, inside of tin cans yeah, as well. Yes, it was a bit tinny, you know, but, um, but we're working on it. Uh, did you? Did we pick up any of the the purring from Richard's Burmese that spent all of its time sitting on my lap until yeah. I had to kick it off? Because you know, astute listeners may have picked up at one stage that I got very quiet there for a moment because I had to um, actually run off and go and have a wee midway through the record because I yeah. So I, I bought a got a coffee for for Lewis and Richard, and so I got myself a milkshake because I or thick shake even though it was not a thick shake, it was milkshake. We <laughs> spoke about that. Um, <laughs> Because, um, but you know, I'd gone for a run that morning, and so I'd, I'd overhydrated myself, yeah. and so mid talking, they're going. I'm really busting for a wee here. So I had to kick the Burmese off, run into the toilet because he's only in a small apartment. I thought, well, I can't flush, otherwise the mics will pick oh, it up. Yeah. And the thing is, then I was, I was sort of going. Once we're finished, I've got to remember to go and flush the toilet. I've got to remember to flush the toilet. I completely forgot. Oh, did you? Oh, you'd be right. I just think it's one of the cats. I think it's one of the cats, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's one of the cats. I thought it was a supplementary massage, mate, that you hydrated well during that. You know, that the... the uh the, you had the, the nice herbal tea after your supplementary massage. Oh, and, a nice, and, a nice yeah. ginseng root. Yeah, and it just uh, went infusion. straight through. Yeah, Straight through. It was, it was a great cleansing. Yeah. Uh, a great cleansing uh, uh, diuretic. Yeah, j- juniper and, and cranberry yes. tea. Lovely. Yeah, yeah, and some turmeric as well. Yeah, yeah oh, very nice. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. <laughs> now, did you find that thing I you're did, looking yeah. for? I did, yeah. So in uh, my kids' newsletter, um, a uh, it's been a hot-button topic in the schoolyard this week, Lewis. Um, so... There's uh, a, a notice came out in the uh, in the school newsletter saying attention parents 
Could could parents please refrain from bringing their dogs into schoolyards, into the schoolyard at drop off and pick up time, regardless of whether or not you're with your dog or whether you have them tied up to the fence. You are not allowed to have your dogs on school property during school times. I don't mind that, mate. And, I don't mind that at all. And oh my goodness, was it was it hot button? Really? Oh, dude, yeah. So so um, I've been keeping my my uh, lips. Sealed, well, right? I was hoping it'd be a leader follow-up article, mate. That's some content right there. Then I, I've, I've put it on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's going to be one of the ones coming up in the leader pretty soon. So Look out, um, listeners, for that. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Anyone around the Ma- Ma- Maroonda area or Monash area, you might see it in the uh, in the in the leader soon. And for those that don't know, that's a large area of, ne- of Melbourne. Big Absolutely. readership. Oh, and, and we're on there with all the other advertisements for the RSLs, uh, you know, uh, schnitzel nights and... <laughs> Yeah, you know, the, the local bowls club, uh, you know, uh, scores. Bingo night, the, the bowls. Right. Yep, yes, yep, yeah, yeah, yep. and, and and Mrs. Brown's pottery class. She still got two. She still got two spots that are that are free. Lewis. She's got a couple of wheels on, on a to throw night. throw a bit of pottery, mate. That's is right. she? Yeah, That's yeah. lovely. And they've got the ghost soundtrack playing in the background <laughs> the whole time. You know, a little, little bit, a little bit of Righteous Brothers while yeah. you're trying to sit there and make your bowl. Does she wear linen? She what? They got the white linen on. You know, just flowing as just she ghost, as she throws as she throws a. Ashtray? I don't know no, what maybe. they <laughs> Probably not these days. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, they're, they're, key, they're key key bowls now rather than ashtrays. No one's smoking anymore. No, no that's no, true. No, no. 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 Um, so, uh, yeah, mum's at school. So, um, so that, well, there's been a rash of mums at the moment that, and, and I and I say mums not because I'm being sexist, is because it is generally the mums that are um, that are doing the school pickups and they're the ones that are bringing the dogs up. Um, but people getting. We've got getting puppies. Yeah, it's not hot partners, it just is what it is. You know, it's an epidemiological of, survey. There are a lot of dads too that pick up now. Yes, but they're not. But they're not bringing their dogs in, aren't they? No, 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 no. So it's so only the mums is, that bring it, the it's, dogs. It's the mums that are bringing the dogs in. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, right. Or at least in our little segment of the world. Yeah, um, okay. It's, it's the it's the mums that have been bringing them in. Um, people have been getting puppies. And they've been bringing their puppies into the schoolyard. So these are young little puppies. And what happens when you're in a schoolyard and you're a young puppy? Oh, it is It is just absolutely mobbed. So you've got these dogs that are being held up by their owners, right? And you've got all these kids coming up. And what voices do kids use when there's puppies around? It's not calm, quiet voice, that high pitch. Oh, look at you, did you take you with it? Mm. Um, and, and you can see these dogs, I mean, I mean a couple of them are cavaliers, and you, 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 I mean, their eyes bulge out at the best of times, but oh my goodness, you know, the way their eyes, are, and they're, they're sort of curling up inside the mum's up, they're not showing body language of a dog that is really enjoying the experience. Yeah, not good socialisation, um, is it? In that sort of it's sense. Ju- it's just too, it's too much too quickly too for these yep. poor little yeah, dogs. Yeah, spot on, yep. Um, Dogs get tied up to the insides of the fence, um, and there's a couple of them that bark. Now, you know, um, as weird as what it is, Ruben doesn't like barking dogs. So, um, if he hears a barking dog, he's on his bike. He's he's, he's like his, you know Nicole Kidman from the BMX Bandits. He just takes off. He's like you know it, it, Cadell Evans. He's just gone. That's pretty um, common, mate. Yeah, uh, yeah that that's a, that's a pretty common thing. A lot of kids that age are scared of barking dogs. Definitely. And, and so, when you've got a barking dog that is tied up near the back fence of the school that you're trying to walk through. That's a pretty confronting thing for a kid to have to have to deal with. Um, so I had one of the mums from school um, come up to me um, after this, uh, after the email came out, um, after the newsletter came out, um, you know, being the you know, the, the 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 local you know celebrity vet of the school, you know, um, Who, Christina, yeah, Christina, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Christina was in the other classroom <laughs> with the other class, so 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 I got accosted in the prep hallway, and she's gone, look, I. 
I just I, I wanted to talk to you about the um, about the band of the dogs because um, so I, I feel like it's it's too black and white. It's true too decro- decro- draconian. draconian yep. um, you know, there's there's no nuance in it. And I said, yeah, look, I get it and I understand what you're saying. But the thing is, you've got to look at it from the school's point of view. That if it's one of the school kids or a younger sibling of one of the school kids that runs up to one of these dogs, that the kid might not know how to approach the dog properly. The owners might not be with the dog or might not be paying attention. If that kid gets bitten, then that kid's life is ruined. The kids who are the family of that dog, their lives are ruined, you know, for one mistake, one preventable mistake. And she's gone, oh, you know, yeah, but it's, you know, are we are we trying to sanitise the world too much? I go, I said to her, you know, yes and no, you know, we are merely trying to control the variables that we can control. I said, look, as a vet, I look at it and I have to keep my mouth shut because I don't want to upset the parents of the kids that my kids go to school with. Of where I see these parents leaving their dogs chained up to um, or tied up to the fences, um, having them there and kids running up to them, the dogs trying to run between the owner's legs, obviously not being happy. And I look at it and I go, gee whiz, it's only going to be a matter of time until something bad happens. And it's not going to be something good that's going to happen. Um, And I said, the school has to be black and white with this because yet 98% of the experiences are going to be fine. But that 2% of an experience, if it is bad, it is a disaster. Mm. You know, I said, I don't mind if people walk there um, because this mum's particular thing was she wants to get kids walking to school. She said, "I, I hate seeing kids that live three streets away and get dropped off by the car outside the, the front gate. So I want people to be walking there. <laughs> should, should have been to our house. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get she, in the car. One minute to go, girls. She, One she, minute to go. She didn't mention you specifically, Lewis, but she did talk about another you know, celebrity vet. You know, Christina. It, Chris, Christina, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah who, who, who drives the four doors up in the car. Um, <laughs> And, and she said, you know, if people can't walk their dogs and it's le- uh, up to the school, then it's less likely than they're going to walk their kids up. And I said, well, I'm not uh, – the, the school's not saying not to walk your dogs up to school. What they're saying is don't bring your dogs into the schoolyard yeah. and don't leave them tied up and leave them unattended. And I said, the problem is is that these do- the dogs that are gonna, you're going to have these problems with – Quite often the owners don't realise that they're the dogs that you're going to have a problem with anyway, you know. So unfortunately, yes, there has to be a blanket um, decision made. You know, um, the analogy I used was like, you know, 98% of the time kids that ride to school aren't going to fall off their bike, but we make them all wear a helmet. Why? Because in that 2% of kids that fall off and hit their head, gee whiz, you really want to make sure they're wearing a helmet, you know. So it's um, she spoke to me uh, later on in the week. She said, look, I... I've had a chance to, to think about it and I think you're right. And um, of course, then four days later, walking into school yesterday and there's four dogs still outside the back of the, the, the school again. So so it's, um, it's, it's a really interesting thing of where, you know, and the people that, the people that had their dogs there are ones that didn't have the dogs there after the notice came out who did have their dogs there before the notice came out, if you know what I mean. Yep. So their people have gone, oh, well, now it's, now it's fine again. The notice has stopped coming out, so... All right, back to school so again. It's, so it's really interesting, the dynamics of trying to deal with uh, school politics. Yeah, well, it's, it's it's such a... For me, that's such an emotive, hot-button sort of issue, the whole thing about kids and dogs. Yeah. Um, and, and, I mean, I totally understand the school situation, and certainly at our school, the primary school, 
dogs are not allowed. And there's a big sign on the fence, dogs are not allowed inside the school at all. Yeah, Which yeah. is, you know, I think that's, you know, the, the school's got to do that because if an incident occurs on the school grounds, potentially I think they can be sued for, yeah. for that incident. And, you know, we're a highly litigious, um, certainly society now. But, but my, I think my biggest thing, I mean, tying dogs up, that's a known risk factor for dog biting. Yes. Is, is, having, is having a dog tethered, you know. Um, yeah. that, that is a definite, the, the studies have shown that that, that is a risk factor. Um, so, so certainly tying them out the, up the front, um, outside the school unattended is, is a huge issue as well. But I reckon there's a big paradigm shift and I've got, I've got a, a topic loaded into, um, to talk about at some stage is the, the, uh, the whole concept of that um, the people have that that uh, kids should be able to pat every dog that they see. Yeah, okay. Um, and and the whole there's a real paradigm, and I think you brought it up a little bit yourself a while ago. And I'm going to bring up another in another podcast just about how uh, how people think that uh, it's you know if you ask the owner if you can pat the dog and the owner says yes, then that means yes you can pat the dog. Yeah. There's a real there needs to be a real shift in that I think where. It actually, and there's a lot of reasons for it. Where it actually, it needs to come down to the the parent of the child who's asking yep. to one actually consider about well, not many dogs actually like for uh, not many dogs like to be patted by people they don't know. Yes, yeah, unfamiliar yeah. people. Um, it's very very few dogs that actually like that. And then, uh, and uh, and then the issue of well, yes, you're asking the owner, but does the owner really know what the dog's thinking or how the dog's feeling about being approached? Actually, be able to read the dog's body language. So there's a real paradigm shift, I think. That, that's really hard to get in people's head because they this people are so emotive about that subject, not just necessarily around the schools, but about their kids being allowed, able to pat any dog they see on the street, yeah. and any stranger that comes up to any dog on the street, they should be able to interact with that dog, and you know, and if that dog bites me, well, oh, why didn't the owner control it? You know, so yes, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of issues there, and I really want to nut it out and get it get it down a little bit, Pat, so I can sort of uh, you know get it out on the podcast, but. Um, but yeah, certainly taking your new puppy to school where it's overwhelmed by you know twenty kids screaming and running around it. Yeah, that's not how socialization works. Socialization works if you want kids to, uh, to you know, you want the the dog to meet the kids. Then you know, stand you know uh, a block away from the school, and if a few kids that, that come past, give them some treats to give the dog, say hello to the dog, walk on, not not necessarily patting the dog too. So yeah. or get get people to come over to your house, meet the dog in the you know your home environment, giving it treats, ignoring it initially, and then getting used to having people around rather than yeah you're right bombarded at the school. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to your leader article, mate. Oh, there you go, mate. It'll be. Uh, I'm hoping for page one this time, Lewis. I'm, a- I'm aiming for the top. Wow. Yes, I'm yeah. aiming for the top. We'll Will they give you go. more than 200 words for page one? Probably not. Ugh. No, no. It's, it's because because yeah, Beryl's then got her, her her sourdough making class. Sourdough. Sourdough. Yeah, on a Thursday, and she's got three spots left. So, wow. So you know, I can't I can't take up the whole front page. Yeah. Of, of the leader. Do yeah. you, where does she find time um, in between uh, crocheting to to do the sourdough? Uh, she's very multi-talented, as right. Beryl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she's um, she, she's shaping up ready for the Melbourne show. Yeah, you know, she wants to be. She's trying to aim for all those ribbons in the in the the um the, the sourest sourdough. The sourest Comp. sourdough. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Number one. It's it's like a. So they they measured it by how much the judge's mouth looks like a cat's bum as to how <laughs> right. sour it is. Oh, that's some sourdough. Right. Excellent. Now talking about petting and dogs and stuff, <laughs> mate. <laughs> yes. Got some stuff on some petting zoos. Petting zoos, this nice. Out, this out of the AVJ recently. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's about petting zoos pose a risk for spreading drug-resistant bacteria. Oh, yeah. So here we go. So petting zoos and hands-on animal experiences are popular attractions around the world as they allow 
close encounters to a wide variety of animals that many people would not normally have the opportunity to see. Yes. So for those people who don't know what petting zoos are, I'm not sure if anyone would. I suppose they're a worldwide thing. It's basically just a whole lot of farm animals cooped up in a... In a uh, Small enclosure. Area, yeah, yep. small enclosure, and uh, and you just let the kids in, and they just go free for all, and pick up them all, and drop them all. It's it's yep. not an ideal environment. I don't think it's, it's anyway. Just, we'll move away from that. A, a, as a behaviourist, yeah, you know, how, you wouldn't be all that keen on it. I cringe. You cringe. I cringe. Yes, you know, yeah. the kids when they were young used to go there, and now I've sort of been, they, they see them, and they go, oh, daddy, it doesn't look so good for the rabbit, does no, it? No, no. And, and and they're the sorts of animals that you, yeah, it's rabbits, guinea pigs. Chickens, goats, goats p- pigs, um, uh, lambs, you know, these are, you know, the, I mean, particularly like bunnies and guinea pigs, they're prey animals. So suddenly you've got all these, you know, again, yeah. you know, little things, um, you know, pigs and, um, and, and goats and sheep. I mean, they're, they're generally in, in herds, you know, so yep. and then if they and get sort of one out, whether they're one out amongst a herd of kids, yep. you know. Walruses, have walruses don't they have war- walruses? Uh, oh, yeah, I think they're in special seal, you know, sort of aqua-based aqua ones. Oh, know? right, okay. Yeah, the seals and the and the emperor penguins. Yeah, you know, right. Humpback whales. Yeah, yeah, well. whale, yeah, yeah. Petting zoo for humpbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. A dolphin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Porpoise. Oh, jeez, I've got a, I've got, a, I've, got a, I've got a great, an interesting link for you for a, um, uh, about dolphins. Uh, uh, the dollop. Have you heard of the dollop podcast? Yes, I have. Yes, yeah, yeah. One of their first ones. They talked about um, uh, dolphin research and some um. Inappropriate um, uh, aspects of dolphin research. Right. Yeah, yeah. My friends by the sea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that, was that, is that bedazzled? No. Brendan that Fraser. Bedazzled. Brendan Fraser. And he's on the beach with the guitar. My friends by the sea. Oh, oh is that the one with um, uh, Liz Hurley? Yeah. Is that yeah, bedazzled? Yeah. No. Uh, um, bedeviled. A bedeviled, bedeviled, bedazzled, bedazzled are things that little girls do on their seat when we, they sequin up their their leather jacket. I think we've been through this before. <laughs> yeah. I reckon I've made that error before. <laughs> All right. Anyway, back to the zoos. They're, so these petting zoos are particularly popular with young children who enjoy being able to hold and pet the animals. As we know, children are not always the cleanest individuals. Yes. And new research from Ariel University in Israel. I, I thought I thought it was from you know under the sea. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they have mermaids in there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Presented at the European Congress, oh blah blah, blah has highlighted the risk. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too long. Has highlighted the risk petting zoos pose as possible reservoirs for multi-drug resistant bacteria. Yes, I'd the, never thought of it. The researchers randomly selected eight petting zoos located throughout Israel and collected fecal and body surface samples from two hundred and twenty-eight animals. From 42 different species. So you can see why I try to include walruses. Wow, yeah. I've only, I reckon, seen max maybe half a dozen. Maybe. Different species. Yeah, different yeah. species. Yeah, wow. 42. Crime. I should have. I didn't actually read Work that. Out what, what, what they are. Yeah, no. 42. They're not, they're not counting different coloured guinea pigs and rabbits as different species, are they? I mean, then you're. You know, not that, really. That no, it's just a guinea pig, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe they're ferrets. Ferrets? Might have oh, ferrets. You might have a but ferret. But they bite. Yeah. Gerbils, chinchillas. Chinchillas, maybe. Ah, yes. maybe. That's the sort of thing. Maybe so. a macaque. Yeah, <laughs> macaque. <laughs> maybe. 42. 42. I don't think I could list 10. No. Padding, at a petting zoo. Maybe a horse. A horse? A horse. Miniature yeah, horse. Miniature horse. Miniature horse. Miniature horse. But still oh, there'd be cows. There'd be cows. There'd be calves. Yeah. Okay. Cows. So maybe we're at, what, 12, you reckon? 12, yeah. yeah. 30 um, other species. Cats, dogs, maybe. Yeah. yeah Cats, yeah. dogs are getting up there. Yeah. Just a struggle. Yeah. 42. Maybe rats and mice. Yeah, maybe. But they'll yeah. bite. 
They might do. Oh, yeah. But maybe, yeah. Anyway, all right. We'll look it up at some stage. Maybe while you're doing your topic, I'll try and look it up. Using genetic sequencing, they will identify the species of bacteria within the sample. How about a hairy-nosed wombat? In Israel. You never know. We've got to try Maybe. and come up with 42 different animals. That's a lot, isn't it? Where's my phone? <laughs> <laughs> I'll look at the reference. Okay, so they looked and they found 12% of the animals were carrying at least one drug-resistant bacteria. Wow. Oh, well, so, so, that's sort of, so they've grown the bugs... And yeah. of those bugs... Oh, genetically, gen- genes. They look for genes. Must have been PCR testing. Yeah, okay, Is that right. genetic? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. So, and 12% of the 228 animals. So, that's about 25 of the animals, I suppose. Something like that. 20, 26 animals. Two highly virulent strains of E. coli, which cause either traveller's diarrhea or urinary tract infections in humans were identified, emphasising the potential for zoonotic transmission. So that means humans can catch it from the from petting the walrus. Yes. They also found that when animals were being treated with antibiotics, they were seven times more likely to shed drug-resistant bacteria. As a result, if they're on antibiotics, they recommend they should be removed from public display. Yeah, right. That makes sense. Hygiene is the most important factor in minimising the risk of transmission of such bacteria. All petting zoos should have hand-washing stations to allow washing before and after handling the animals, and food and drink should not be consumed in the area. Fair point. Yes. So don't sell your hot dogs in the petting zoo. No, that's right. That's right. Separate, outside, after they wash their hands. Antibiotic resistance is something that must be taken seriously, and so discovering routes of transmission and ways to prevent this will be essential in minimising the risk of these dangerous bacteria in the future. Yeah. So there you go, mate. If you go to the petting zoo, take your little hand sanitizer. Yeah, and that's really interesting because it's something that I think a lot of um, people don't um, realise is one of the reasons why we don't want to use uh, antibiotics willy-nilly in the clinic is because there is that real risk that our pets that we're going to uh, have on antibiotics, that we're then risking the exposure of the owners to the bugs from the animals that uh, that, that could potentially become resistant to those antibiotics um oh, actually there's a um a, a thing came around um uh i've actually been in a bit of an email um uh, uh email uh sort of uh, war thing them, were you gonna uh, say war i was gonna say email war Whoa. With animal biosecurity right um from the department of um uh the, the department of uh environment and all that sort of stuff um <laughs> Blah, here blah, in, blah, here blah. In Victoria, yeah. um, they've actually put out some stuff about antibiotic resistance. And I said, oh, hey, Jav, some stuff. We, I wanted to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. I said, oh, yeah, that sounds really good. We just want to talk to you about your podcast. I haven't been able to uh, actually get in contact with them yet. So, so so that's something that we might cover in the future is the importance of antibiotic resistance and um, and the reasons why just because your vet doesn't send your animal home with antibiotics isn't because they've, uh, they're trying to cheapskate you. But yep. um, actually, it's probably better better for your pet and much better for you. Oh, definitely. Well, we're seeing a lot of skin resistant bacteria particularly uh, with skin disease aren't we so yeah. um a lot of that sort of stuff so we tend to use more shampoos and that sort of thing with 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 um with skin infections now yes. than antibiotics were in the past i you know we used to hand them out all the time didn't yeah, we sure. so so yeah certainly certainly using using less of that definitely uh how'd you go did you find the 42 no, animals? i'm still trying to look still mate, still trying. have you got anything to pat it out uh, I, I can i can do the disclaimer <laughs> and then start talking about the yeah all right stuff. do a disclaimer excellent okay so all advice on this show is generally in nature so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet we do our best to provide the most up-to-date information because veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing please let us know if we missed anything if you need any clarification or if you've got any idea what uh, species 18 through to 42 could be could there, could there be a, 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 a 
like one of those eastern grey parrots in their lures. Yeah, but you'd be likely to lose a finger if you're going to pat those things. Well, Surely. You know, yeah, but you know, sometimes you got to live a little, Lewis. You know, <laughs> sometimes you got to you got to live a little bit. You know. Oh, gee, he whiz. Yeah, uh, there could be. Uh, I should give up on this, but I'm I'm trying to look. Maybe there's an alpaca. They could have yeah, alpacas, yeah, and alpaca llamas. and llama. Yeah, yeah that's, that's two very separate ones, but they could be seen as being similar. Yeah, yeah, or a vicuña. Oh, vicuña. Vicuña, softest fur in the world. Oh, really? Yeah. Why didn't you get one of those uh, jumpers from when you were over uh, oh, I did, in South Africa? Did, did that's you? Yeah, pure vicuña, that one I was oh, wearing. You get, oh, you've got that the as ugly the, sweater. Oh, the ugly sweater is that? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I thought you might have had that as a nice little sort of yeah pair of boxer briefs just that you, <laughs> you know. Where I, th- I thought maybe your uh, your active wear is made out of vicuña you know, hair there, Lewis. <laughs> you know? Just for its wicking ability, being able to wick away. It's very you know? supportive. Oh, is it? There's a lot of support around the gusset from the, the, the vicuña. Very yes. good. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. And, and does, it, does it help to sort of trap and remove? <laughs> does it help to try and sort of tra- trap and remove odors and stuff, Lewis? Like, is it, a, is it naturally odor resistant? I'm not, I'm not smelling those areas, mate. Aren't I'm you? not yeah, getting yeah, down yeah, there. Yeah, you haven't no. sort of uh, done any sort of uh, blind sort of sniff tests, like what you did for me that time, where you had the little, oh. the, the little containers of trying to work out what's what. I didn't know where you're going there. Blind <laughs> sniff tests of what? She whiz. Right. She whiz. Alrighty, now I, I might. It's me, isn't it? I got. A couple more things to talk about. Go actually, for it. Actually, we might be running short of time, mate. Maybe you just go on to your Do you topic. Rock on my one. Yeah, Excellent. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. So, um, a very interesting um, uh, uh, leaflet came past my desk the other day at work. Lewis is from Petshaw. Petshaw, who are the um, one of the biggest uh, insurance company um, sort of underwriter, sort of managing companies for pet insurance here in Australia. What they've done, just while I uh, then muck around with my phone to try, oh crap. Um, <laughs> you lost so, it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I've got it, but I just don't have the. Uh, so, what they've done between 2013 and 2018 is what they've done is they have uh, collated all of their information in a. Um, wow. A, a pet health monitor from family pet to fur baby, where they've gone through and they've troll, troll, not trolled, trolled <laughs> all their data um, for coming up with things of, uh, as far as different bits of information and stuff to try and say what's happening with pet ownership and disease states and things like that in Australia over that time. And there's some really, really interesting data that they've, that they've p- picked up. Yeah. So, so sort of uh, quoting directly from their, um, from their release. Um, Pet ownership in Australia, 38.5% dogs, 29.2% cats, 11.8% fish, 11.8% birds. So birds and fish are at the same percentage. Wow. Which is then you know, just, uh, just a little under half of cats. Um, small mammals, 3.1%. And, uh, and then uh, reptiles... Two point seven percent. Right. So yeah, that's okay. the, uh, the the breakdown uh, of dogs seem fairly low. What's that? Thirty percent. Thirty eight percent. Thirty eight percent. Thirty eight percent. Again, this is this is from their data, so it might be different. It might mean that sort of there's uh, sort of overall larger data, uh, larger numbers of dogs, but just that they're not insured. Yes. But this is this is across. Well, actually, no, cause I don't think anyone's going to be. In, I can't imagine they'd be insuring fish. So maybe this is this is. Oh, just you might. Kind of, if it was like a, a Juice Bigelow scenario. The, oh, nice. Yeah. The Mexican fighting, yeah, fish like thing, the, the, the full, angel fish, yeah, the full, uh, you know, the the aquarium in the house, nice, yeah, or the aquarium would ins- would they insure their fish? The aquarium, well, maybe, maybe, maybe. against accidental flushing. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, uh, um, so, uh, so some of the other things that got on here, um, the top, ca- um, the top dog breeds, um, according to their their data, Maltese Cross is number one, 
Cavoodle is number two. Right. Labrador is number three. But and they're not breeds; they're crossbreeds. Well, well. So, so these are just what people have, um, what they've been registered. As. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yep. so they do acknowledge that they are crossbreeds. Um, Staffies, Border Collies, Golden Retrievers, German Shepherd, Kelpie Cross, Staffy Cross, and Jack Russell Cross. They're the they're your top tens for dogs. This is one that I found very interesting in cats. Right. So while you've got a top ten for dogs, you've only got a top eight for cats. Right, which I'm pretty sure that there's more than eight eight cat breeds. So number one is a domestic short hair cat. Number two is a domestic house cat. Have you ever heard of domestic house domestic cat? Domestic house cat. I think it's just a domestic short hair. Yeah, surely. Domestic right. house cat. Never number heard th- of that. Number three is a rag doll. Number four is a, do- a domestic medium hair. Five's Burmese. Six is domestic long hair. Seven is moggy. And eight is domestic short hair cross. So in reading from that... Number one is every other type of cat that's that's just a domestic cat. And then a long way second, you've got ragged on. A long way third, you've got Burmese. And then everything else doesn't even rate a mention. Yeah, right. Wow. So, so that was, I thought that was a very interesting yeah. way of trying to put everything down. Yeah. Um, so then the uh, popularity of designer breeds, the oodles make up the vast majority. So 86% of designer breeds. Um, and uh, they've it's increased 63%. In the um in the five years of the the general population, so they they are really surging, which I think would certainly correlate with what you know I see in practice. Would you say that as well that it's the you know that you've seen a massive surge in oodles in the last little while, or uh, where you are is it still more of the other designer? Uh, sort of uh, other we, I reckon moving more into French bulldogs nowadays. It's, it's the one that's that's really coming coming to fore in our area, and, you know? and that's an interesting one as well. So they they were talking about that in in the UK. Um, French bulldogs are looking at usurping Labradors as the most um, common uh, uh, breed of dog. Right. Yeah. Okay. Which is which is really interesting, considering the slew of um, of, of health issues that, uh, that that the Frenchies get. Yes. Um, so uh, aging costs have got a really interesting um, graph here, which you know, of course goes into the common sense, you know, the 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 order category. But um, you know, I'll show you this little um, this little graph here, and I'll put it up on online. So. Um, Basically, when your dog's young, up until about sort of you know five to seven, nothing much happens. From seven to eleven, the costs start going up, and then it starts getting really expensive between sort of twelve, thirteen, fourteen, oh, yeah. fifteen, yep. which is at the age of where stuff starts going. Yeah, right. is that where insurance runs out at twelve? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder how what the how they use that graph. Hey, yeah. interesting. Well, they've got a, they've got another graph there with the number of um, complaints of, of the insurance companies <laughs> not not paying for things and goes up at that time as well. <laughs> Um, oh. So, uh, so cruciate injuries. You yes. Know, talk about cruciate yeah, injuries. Yeah, knee injuries. Yep. Yeah, yep. So, where dogs um, damage their uh, their anterior or cranial cruciate ligament. So, the uh, the top ten cruciate breeds, the Australian Terrier um, is uh, is really high. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Newfies are really high. Yeah. Um, okay. American Bulldog Cross. Um, Rottweiler Cross is a uh, Rottweiler's number four, and Rottweiler Cross is also number eight. So I think if you add those two together, Rottweilers probably go up to number one. Right. Again, which makes sense yes. with what we see clinically. Yep. Uh, Mastiffs, Can Terriers, Terrier Crosses, Dog de Bordeaux, and English Mastiffs. Wow. So so okay. interesting in that um you know I, I still think we see a lot of cruciates in other breeds yeah. but I guess if that's you know for proportion of the ones that are actually um, insured so it might be that a, a higher proportion of 
Newfoundlands that are out there, that even though there's not as many Newfies out there, a larger proportion of them are blowing their ACLs. Well, yeah, or, or else people who perhaps have a larger dog are more likely to insurance, maybe. Yeah, quite that possibly. Because yeah, that's the thing. I mean, this data is going to be skewed yeah. to who's actually got insurance. Yes, so, yes. Um, so brachycephalics, so so the the dogs with no noses, yep. so your your Frenchies and pugs and bulldogs and that sort of stuff. Um, interesting uh, one here: disease prevalence comparison. So talking about um, uh, non brachycephalic breeds, so dogs with noses compared to ones with noses, um, and uh, yeah, really interesting. The the so yep. the the data from this is telling you what your little no nose dog is going to be highly prone to getting more so than another dog. Patella luxation, so yes. the kneecap's going to pop out. Skin disease, pyoderma, so skin infections. Yeah, Frenchies um, have renowned for that, yeah. Corneal ulcers. Yes, so because eyes are bulging. Bulgy eyes, so their eyes dry out and they get the ulcers. Um, anal glands, higher proportion, which I thought was interesting. But, they've got you know, more of them. Yeah, yeah, they've got eight. They're like an octopus around their anal gland area. No, they're just covered in anal glands. Anal glands everywhere, you know. They, they, can, they can't see a rubber glove without squeezing some horrible <laughs> anal gland juice out. Uh, that's that's ordinary, yeah. Um, skin allergies and ear infections, again, markedly increased. Yep. So again, if you bundle those two together with pyoderma, then yeah, these these little no-nose dogs, even though we, we commonly see them for respiratory disease mm. and, um, and things like that, this, the um, skin and allergies, really, really high as well. Interestingly, not a massively high uh, increase in things like conjunctivitis and uh, gastritis and enteritis. Okay. So, so gut problems. So yeah, right. Uh, which is interesting from a um, a point of view with because uh, I think with little brachies sometimes they can get reflux disease as yes. well because they suck so hard when they breathe. We do often see regurgitation. Yeah, we problems. see a bit of gastro with those sort of um, things, symptoms. Yeah, don't we? Yeah. Uh, again, as a as an ardeur, um, uh, an ardeur one. This is a uh, one of uh, spikes for chocolate toxicities. Right. So you get chocolate toxicities in um, in April and chocolate toxicities in December. Ah, oh, right. The months of the year. Festively yeah. related. Funny about that. Hence the reason why we talk about uh, chocolate toxicity in our Easter podcast and our chocolate po- and our Christmas yeah, podcast. Yeah, exactly. Actually, what's that spike? Uh, just uh, just in early August there, mate. Early August. Yeah, that's Ruben's birthday's uh, <laughs> spike just there. <laughs> For whippets that are going into uh, into boarding. I didn't yes. realise. Yeah, didn't realise it made the made the survey. That's great. No, well no, done. That's how that's how cutting edge things are. <laughs> you know? um, so uh, what else have we got here? Here we go. Um, so top ten medical conditions by occurrence. Now this is um, I think quite topical because we got it for dogs and cats. All right. Um, and, uh, and separated or together. Separated. Separated. And I went, when we talk about the cat one, I want you to pick out the one for me that is glaringly omitted. Glaringly omitted. So yes. am I? I'm not guessing them. I'm no, guessing no, no, the omitted no, no. one. No, we're going to run. So, so I'm going to run through the dog ones. Yep. But I'm going to, as I'm running through the dog ones, then I'm going to run through the cat ones. Right. And I want you to to remit, to work out what the one that I think is should be on there. That I think we all need to pay more attention. Right. To. Okay. Top ten medical conditions by occurrence through pet shore for dogs: ear infections. Yeah. Over thirty thousand. So huge numbers. Dermatitis. A close second. Yep. Then mass lesions. So cancers, skin lumps, warts, that sort of stuff. Then skin allergy, really close to mass lesions. Cruciate injury is um, is number five. Gait abnormality, so lameness. Arthritis is then really close as, close as well. 
pain. So interesting that you've got gait abnormality, arthritis and pain that are all, and, and probably cruciate injury as well. So they're all four of those are together. And I reckon bundle all four of those together. And I reckon they'd be pretty close to, to skin disease as well. Then you've got wounds and vomiting. So in bundling all of those together, ear infections, dermatitis, skin allergies, they would, so that's obviously going to be a big, massive thing you're seeing. Cruciate disease, gait abnormality, arthritis and pain, bundle that all in with arthritis or joint disease. So they're probably the two most common things we're going to see. Down from there, mass lesions, lumps, and vomiting, vomiting and diarrhea problems. Diarrhea. And so, and so that's going to be basically everything we see dogs for. Yep. You know, would you, you know, I don't think there's any, I mean, up, apart from hormone diseases and other weird it's things. It's pretty, uh, it's got ear infections. Yeah, so I guess that's skin infe- disease. Ear infections were number one. Oh, right, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I reckon that covers covers the main things, dental disease. Well, but, but dental disease insurance companies don't pay for That's right. You know, that's what, that's what, that that's would what be number up, one. That's what comes up in the Choice magazine um, uh, sort of counter um, counterpoint oh, of we'll touch on that next week. Is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Or later. Might, yeah, we might, we might do it. Yeah, <laughs> couple of weeks. Yeah, 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 maybe next week. Next week. We'll do yeah, it maybe next, next week. week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, Kat, so I want you to, so, so remember. Just writing that down. Yeah. Episode. Episode 76. 76, yep. What was it? Um, uh, choice, choice choice magazine's rebuttal. Choice magazine, right? Yeah. Okay. So cats. Number one, wounds. Right. I had cat fights and all that sort yep. of stuff. Yep, yep. Number two, renal di- renal disease, kidney mm-hmm. disease. Number three, vomiting. Number four, bite injury. Number five, diabetes, which I thought was pretty high. Number six, abscesses or bites. Number uh, six, diarrhea. Number seven, urinary tract disease. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Number nine, viral infection. Number 10, mass lesions. Right. So again, there's a little bit of double up there in that I think you could put wound, bite, injury, and abscess all together. So if you bundle all those together, by far, cat wo- you know, wounds are the number one thing for, for yep. cats. Uh, then if you bundled vomiting and diarrhea together, then that's going to be then number two. Then you've got kidney disease. Then down from there, you're going to have diabetes, urinary tract disease, viral infection, which I think is a bit of an odd one because, again, most of the viral disease for cats is going to be your upper respiratory virus ones, which insurance companies don't pay for because, again, there's not many other viral diseases that cats get. You know, you don't get that much in the way of FIP or FIV or mm. anything like that. So um, so I'm surprised that hypothyroidism isn't, isn't on there. Yeah, I was going to say hypothyroid. But that's not the one that I wanted you to pick, Lewis. What's the one that we're missing from there of the top um, 10 diseases of cats? Uh, you know when their nails get really long and they curl over into their pad? Yes, nail pad disease. Yes. yes absolutely. Should have been on that. No. <laughs> oh, uh, um. When they get mats and you got to trim around their bum, yes, yeah, yeah, I give Mat- them Brazilian matted, matted, matted Brazilian bum disease. Yes, 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 yeah. Thank you. No, no, not what I was oh, looking for. Not what I was looking uh, for. Uh, I'm struggling, mate. Uh, yeah. uh, we talked sneezing, sneezing. No, we talked about well, it. That was, ta- yeah, sorry. We talked about it with Richard. Uh, oh, uh, s- scruffing cats. <laughs> no personality disorders. Oh. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just scratch aggression. Off, scratch off that old wound for you. Aggression. No, no. Arthritis. Oh. 
Ah, oh, well, of course. Ninety percent of cats over the age of twelve oh, Richard, have arthritis, yes. and it does not make the top ten diseases in, in cats. Yeah. So, I, my, my reasoning behind that is. I reckon most older cats that are now at the point where they're going through arthritis probably aren't insured. You know, a lot of these cats probably have been insured younger and they are doing... But people are not... uh, Vets aren't diagnosing it and own... And we're not treating cats with arthritis. So it's not going through um, insurance companies. That's interesting, isn't it? So, yeah, so I thought that... Of looking through all of that, I thought, wow, you know, like if we're finding all of these... Abscesses and like, how can diabetes be uh be have more claims than arthritis in cats? Yeah, it's amazing, you know? isn't so, it? Yeah, so, and and also hypothyroidism as well. So I think there is a thing in there of where, um, a lot of the older cats that we're seeing, um, people probably aren't insuring their 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 cats till they're getting to that point where they're getting the disease. But also, then, are we actually diagnosed? Yeah, I reckon it's undiagnosed to be the one. There you yeah, go. Yeah, undiagnosed yeah. by the majority of us GP vets and, yes. and owners that don't identify that your cat potentially can get arthritis because we're not, like Richard said, we're not noticing the signs. We're not asking the right questions. Ah, yes, that's, that was his point, wasn't the it? Right questions. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. We're, we're trying to put the human paradigm and dog paradigm of arthritis on to cats, and it just doesn't work. It doesn't fit. And yeah. our paradigm. Arthritis, sore, limping. Yes. You know? Oh, that's right. Yeah, humans and dogs, completely different to what it is with cats. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Good so stuff, go. mate. So, Love so, it. So there was some interesting stuff in there, but then, um, yeah, the uh, the interesting thing then, just as a bit of a a bit of a, a taster with, Ooh, with Joyce, yes. they they start talking about whether or not, yeah, pet insurance is is or isn't actually worth it. So right, yes. maybe we should get a pet sure employee on to chat about the choice article. Why and not? rebut it? Yes, oh, that would be we, great. We, we can get um, Madeline Award on there. Yes. yes, yeah, and she can say, look, what do you? What's our pet sure's response yeah. to Choice <laughs> magazine? Let's get some controversy going. Look, yes, that get controversy gets bums on seats, and they could sponsor us too. They could. Even if it looked bad, they could still sponsor us. Yes, you can. Look, here we are. We're trying to. We're trying to stick up for you guys. Here. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. In some way. In some way. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. So, so that's that. Oh, good mate. That's great. Excellent. Love that. Love but, that. But, but in the end, I'd still say to people, consider getting your pet insured. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah big, yeah. big for pet insurance, definitely. Yes. Yeah. And I, I've got a little anecdote. We're running out of time. Might, might tell another time about a case I had about pet insurance that yeah. I had I had last week. But we'll talk another time because we are short of time. Yes. So, uh, uh, of course, you can get onto us. If you've got any questions, two vets talk pets at gmail.com. Uh, you can get us on Facebook, Patreon. Go to uh, patreon.com backslash two vets talk pets. And you can uh, throw us a couple of a couple of dollars if you think we're worth it. Get a little bit of extra content there. Yes. Um, but uh, um, next week, we're going to talk about that Cho- Choice Magazine rebuttal, mate. Choice Magazine, yes. Locked and loaded. Absolutely. Fantastic. Alrighty, anything else today? You got any mailbag? Uh, no mailbag. I think we're, we'll hopefully get some for next week. So if anyone's got any questions, particularly about things like, say, um, the right way of trying to introduce your dogs or things that you should be doing with your dogs when you're going to school or anything like that, if you've had any questions from the previous couple of weeks as far as Cushing's disease or um, or you know, what to look for with your cats with arthritis, things like that, yep. send us a question and we'll, um, and we'll hit it up in our mind. Or maybe you want to be a celebrity vet. Yes, you know, and your tips to be a celebrity vet, and you could ask Robbie those questions. How can I be like Robbie? 
Or we can we can you know ask uh, ask Katrina Warren now that, that she's a friend of the show well, as well. Well, well, she's a bit more of a slightly more of a celebrity. She's vet. a different tier. Yes, that's right. It's true. Different tier. It's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. I think the sky's the limit now. I've interviewed, uh, interviewed Katrina. Don't you reckon? Oh, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We've interviewed, interviewed my wife Deb. Yes. We've reached the pinnacle that's of the right. profession. That's yep. right. Yeah. Where else can we go from here, Lewis? Uh, there is, uh, Christina. Christina. Yeah. I don't think she'd be all that keen for it. <laughs> Alrighty. Bye. Scratch you later. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.